Hi everyone, welcome to Getting Real with Real Estate with your host, Karen Beffar, real estate broker of the Beffar team, every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Thanks for tuning in. Over here, we talk about different updates in the market, any specific real estate topics that you're interested in. Since I'm a broker in Brooklyn, I know that market pretty well. More specifically, Midwood, Madison, Marine Park, but a lot of my tips could apply to anywhere. So wherever you're listening, I get people who are listening from Jersey, totally different markets, Farakaway, Muncie. So uh, some, obviously the market updates don't apply to you, but uh, it's always nice to know. I like to know actually, you know, what's going on in different marketplaces, you know, not even specifically where my clients are moving to. Like, let's say if I want to find out about Tom's River, obviously it has some direct effect because some of my sellers move there. But I like to learn about the Baltimore marketplace, Florida, anywhere. It's just nice to see the trends and makes you more knowledgeable. So follow us here for all your real estate questions, concerns. You could email us and check out our website, thebeffireteam.com. You can reach us out from there. And if you have any questions. So a lot of buyers have been asking us to put together some sort of guide or tips so this was supposed to really come out in the summer, but we changed it so many times. We added things and finally our home buying guide is actually finished. So if you would like a copy, go into our website, email us. You could call us at 347-988-2526. So basically just a little bit of a market update. We're right now, November, 2019, and it's a pretty healthy market in terms of interest rates are great amazing actually compared to a year ago definitely much lower and historically definitely all-time low a lot of buyers are coming back their confidence in the market is great like buyers aren't telling me um i'm not sure like this time a year ago like november 2018 december 2018 the market was like eerily quiet we would get like few showings a week as opposed to 30 to 40 showings a week it was very quiet throughout like it was you know it was like a topic of conversation amongst the other agents so there are definitely more buyers now on the market the Jewish holidays are over people like took a few days to unwind get back into routine we're definitely getting a lot of those who are starting to look and like over the summer the holiday time they're with family they have more time to think about just life in general their plans so we're definitely getting a lot of the first time home buyers and the second group like you know the upgraders that they own a home and they're looking to upgrade so obviously the ones who are upgrading already have a longer you know laundry list of things that they want they know already like shared driveway is not for me or i don't mind the shared driveway based on their experience i always like to say there are different types of shared driveway and then buyers are like what does that mean there's either private driveway or shared I know there's different types of shared driveway like there's different types of private driveways in Brooklyn um, I'll explain so there's a shared driveway where one pulls in one blocks it's you know one blocks on the street and if you're not from Brooklyn you're like what the driveway there's tons of grass you can have like 25 cars there but uh, it's a big commodity in Brooklyn so a shared driveway where it's very narrow 
and you can't even fit a van inside, that's, you know, a little harder. But a shared driveway that the parking, the driveway is wide enough that both cars fit in the back of their own garage or their own spot in the back. I would say that's the ideal scenario of a shared driveway. Everyone pulls, that's what I have. Everyone pulls to the back. You don't have to bother your neighbor, pull in, pull out, take their keys. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. So, and then with private driveways, there's a few types of private driveways. There's a private driveway where you just pull right in. It's long, it fits tons of cars, it's wide. That's ideal. Then there's a private driveway side by side where it's your private driveway, you pull in, but it's side by side with your neighbors. Your neighbor's driveway is not on the other side of their house, it's right next to yours. I got plenty of those and sometimes the line is so like when you open your door you could be your door is on your neighbor's driveway basically not everyone likes that that's a different type and then there are private driveways where it's officially a private driveway but it's six feet wide so you technically have a private driveway but you can't even fit a car in there so it's useless anyway so basically we've been getting a lot of questions and when I you know post on our Instagram and our social media of topics that you want to hear in the podcast. I'm hearing a lot about, you know, I'm thinking of buying, I'm not sure. So in terms of looking to buy, I would say, you know, sit down, have a nice conversation with whoever is, you know, with your spouse or if you're buying it alone, whatever. Make a list of what's a must-have and what's something you would like and what's for sure I'm not going to do that. Like if if you're looking at a certain neighborhood and you're you work let's say on a Saturday you're you know you give classes or something and you know you need to be next to a certain synagogue or you know you need to be somewhere specific and you're not going to walk an hour and a half so you can't go to Mill Basin that's a non-option for you because you can't walk all the way so there there are some non-options but sometimes when people call me up and say you know I'm not doing fully attached. I'm not living in a block of a building. I'm not, you know, backing Ocean Avenue. I'm not, 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 not. And then I'm like, so what? Yes. Like, oh, hmm. Like, they're just thinking of what they don't want. But, like, try to think what you do want also. So making a list of what's important to you just to start out so you could feel more comfortable. Have that list. But be open-minded. You know, look around. So... Before we go into like actually tips of buying a home, like let's discuss a little bit the reasons of buying a home because sometimes people tell, a lot of buyers tell me like, you know, I touch base with them once in a while and they're like, you know, I took a little bit of a break now. So, and I totally get it because it could be so life consuming and time consuming and like it could be draining, literally, like something that should be such an exciting time, like I'm looking to buy a home and you picture like an ideal couple searching on Sundays, it doesn't work like that. Like, you know, I, that's the ideal scenario, but it really works like you're giving an offer, you really want it, you keep getting outbidded by cash buyers, or you just don't have the 20% to put down, or just your personality, you need to take a little time, and that's okay to make a decision. Sometimes, you know, it happened recently that I have to put pressure, I don't like to put pressure, I'm not a pressure agent I have to in a nice way tell the client like we're really wrapping up in a few days we had a, a lot of offers the seller wanted to wrap up and they just needed time and you know they were on it for a few weeks it wasn't like you know a few days and they were very annoyed and I get it all the way I, I understand them because it's a big decision 
and you should be able to take your time but sometimes if it's a house that you really want unfortunately if you take your time as long as you know the flip side you're willing to lose the house that's fine so the pressure doesn't always come from the agent it just comes from the situational uh, pressure i guess i guess i would call that so when you think about like your why your reasons to buy a home and just put that on a paper hang it up when the going gets tough and you lose the bid on a house and it just like takes you need to get a babysitter to go you know shopping for home instead of going out there's you know so many um scenarios that could happen so think of your why why you're buying a home so there's different reasons first of all um just you spend money to make money so you're hoping that eventually it's sort of an investment for you like a forced savings recently i sold a home to someone a few years ago maybe four years ago and recently they were thinking of upgrading average time in america is five to seven years by the way for the length of time you stay in a home anyways so they were there four years ago i sold them the home they're looking for an upgrade and not sure what they could afford they could afford like a few hundred dollars over their monthly payment but the next upgrade that they're looking for plus what they bought it for four years ago it's almost doubling their purchase price like they bought in the sixes the type of house they're looking for is like in the one twos obviously the mortgage payments are going to be significantly higher not necessarily double and the this is one of the benefits of buying a home it's a forced savings so basically you're putting in you know the mortgage every single month and also when they bought the market went up so the house is worth let's say 150 200,000 more you just need 200,000 investment so that's amazing to me that's like amazing so given that the average you know salary in america is you know in the 30,000 range 35,000 a year so that's that's amazing that's like a four-year salary that you just made so that's one reason another reason is just the quality of life you know when you rent your landlord even though you have a lease in a way your landlord could sell the house you know i was a tenant when a landlord was trying to sell twice definitely uncomfortable definitely very invasive you know if you have little kids it's hard and if you have little kids that that you know get therapy and you know people are in and out of your house and then you have like cleaning up for an open house and just your regular life and working and accommodating it's hard especially when you're not the owner when you're the owner it's one thing you want to sell your house so you know you have that motivation when you're a tenant when you're a tenant it's different obviously you should be accommodating and you know you know karma what goes around comes around but at the same time it's hard so that's one another reason is quality of life you know that you're buying the house you're settled you know it says few things so one of them is you know something like that a nice a nice house you're comfortable you're settled as opposed to a rental you don't know if your landlord's going to sell you don't know if their son is going to want to take over the rental so you don't know who your tenant's going to be upstairs you know i once lived in a place that we rented different places so i don't know if no one will guess but um just the the garbage situation like if you're so neat and orderly you're just putting your garbage you clean up the garbage cans and other people just like throw their garbage from the second floor it just gets gross living with people that are not up to your standards cleanliness wise so bugs things like that so definitely there's a place for renting i'm all for that but 
um, another positive reason is the quality of life. We discussed, you know, spending money to make money, tax deductions. Buying a home helps you avoid, you know, certain tax deductions you get on it. Property taxes, qualified interest are all deductible on, a, you know, your federal income tax return. So that's, that's a big positive. Um, independence, um, like similar to what we discussed before, you could get rid of your landlord. You're not, you know, no longer surrounded by neighbors and an apartment. You know, you basically, it's no rent hikes every few, you know, years or so, no moving. So it's definitely like a certain type of independent and comfort. And in terms of leverage, if your home gains value, which meant homes always still depends, you know, where in the real estate cycle you're buying, you could pull money out against your home. You could take a home equity line of credit, a HELOC. The past few months, a lot of people, a lot of people who own properties have reached out to me. And if you thinking of that, I could put you in touch with someone who does do HELOCs, um, pulling out against your property, refinancing. So there's a lot of benefits in owning. You have leverage. And I guess another reason is you get to work with us. So that's another positive. So in terms of those are the reasons to buy a home. Now, once you're starting on your actual home buying process, we discussed making a list of what's important to you, going through it, being opened, open-minded on what you're actually seeing. And someone reached out to me in the summer. They were looking to buy. And so I always like to ask, like, what did you see in the past few months that you liked? What did you give an offer on? Just like it helps me understand, you know, what's important to them and what things they like when I see the homes. And that's why I'm constantly, you know, constantly, constantly, you know, searching for homes that are on the market. I like to pop into different open houses just so I get a feel of the open of the homes on the market, even though they're not my homes, so I can help my clients. So in terms of, so I was saying someone called me up in the summer and they, they were listing different homes. Like, no, we never actually gave an offer. I'm like, oh, well, you saw like, it was so many homes they were listing, over 20. I'm like, okay, you could see 20 homes and not give an offer, but even if you give a low offer, so they're like, no, we actually never went to see it. It's all through Zillow. I'm like, no, you have to pick yourself up. And it's called like Hishtad Lu. You pick yourself up and you go look at the houses. That's part of, it's not going to just, the right one's not going to fall onto your lap. I know I discussed this before that sometimes buyers tell me when you get, when you know, when you get the right house, could you call me first? Someone just told me that yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, and I actually told them, I'm like, I'm not going to call you first. Like, I get a new listing, it goes out to my database, I have an email database, texting database. Of course, I'll call up a few here and there, but there's a system, like I don't, there's everything in the office is delegated. I can't, there's so many people that tell me, could you call me up? And the answer is, I can't call you up for every single listing. If you come show up at open houses and you go see houses and I'm seeing you're giving me offers, yeah, you'll be on the list of one of those few people I call because I know what you're looking for. So that you know that's another point to consider another tip i would say is getting pre-approved we spoke about that a lot just having your financials in order is so important i see it time and time again when i present offers and another agent gives me you know an offer form and i'm like where's the pre-approval they don't have it yet and so someone kept telling me a buyer she has it she spoke to the mortgage broker so i'm like great i knew the mortgage broker and he's like no she's going to she's finding a job and once she finds she's approved right away it's a contract uh, but she doesn't have a job yet so of course like you're not ready to 
find a house. Like you have to figure out your financial, speak to the people who are giving you the down payment, speak to the people who are co-signing. And instead of them saying, sometimes family members like to say, and I don't blame them because, you know, based on the house, sometimes parents or family decide how much to give based on how close it is to them or based on a lot of factors. If there's income coming in, a lot of times I have seen, you know, families saying, call us when you find the right one. But then the parents didn't see the 15, 20 houses that the kids saw, that the buyer saw, and they're like, oh, this price, this is crazy. I'm like, but the prices, the offers that you're giving me are like 200,000 less than my lowest offer. You obviously are not with the, you know, with the program now and not blaming you. But if you, if you're taking family along for the ride and they're helping you out, do yourself a favor, like fill them in. If they can't physically come to every open house, whenever you go on Sundays or during the week and look for looking for homes, make a list, sit with them and tell them what you saw, tell them the prices. So that's, you know, that's another tip. Just figure out your financials. It's never going to be 100% exact, but have a like pretty much picture. Um, another buying tip is always think of resale. And I have conversations sometimes with buyers and they're like, sometimes they're uncomfortable to bring that topic up. They're like, I know I'm buying a house now for the first time or, you know, an upgrade, but what do you think it's worth in three years or five years? Certain, certain buyers like to ask me those questions. And I love that because I, I'm so into thinking about the resale of a property. I, you know, some homes that we sell are irregular lots or unique, specific, unique reason why it took so long or it's a small house, but you know, very, very, very high end. So a specific buyer would buy that. It's not a you know big, bigger property. So I always say, yeah, you have to think of resale because if the house, sometimes the house is on the market for 13 months, 11 months, nine months for a specific reason. The seller needed a number and we just didn't get that number. Makes sense. But sometimes it is a little unique and you need to know that maybe if it's backing the train fully attached and you you have a 1031 exchange you have the money you want to buy the funds just think twice for sure you, if it makes sense you should buy it but give yourself a little space like the resale it might take you six months to resell instead of two months so in back of your mind always think of the resale it shouldn't hold you back from buying the property if everything makes sense but it, it should be a thought in your mind i always like to say that so Another thing is that aesthetics can always be changed. You know, some people have a vision and some people come to a house and like, I can't the green wallpaper. I'm like, wallpaper paint is something you could change and do over. It's not expensive. It's not like moving a wall in a bathroom in a kitchen, which you're not sure exactly the price. It's paint like certain things, you know, scraping the floor and polishing it a color that you like simple. So keep in mind. And if you're not the type that could see the bigger picture, I find that usually like with a couple, one of them could see the bigger picture. Like we're selling a house now that's a complete gut. And I don't always like taking offers from a spouse if their wife or the husband didn't come see it. Like I need to be sure this is like a big decision. And the husband kept telling me, don't worry, my wife said, this, you know, it was in the summer, she, she was not around. And I'm like, are you sure? I sent the virtual tour. I'm like, you want to have a conference call? He's like, my wife doesn't see vision. Like if she buys this, if we're going to buy this house, I'm going to show her the potential from the floor plans. And like, he's going to have his architect do some drawings, like with real furniture and everything. And then she's able to see it. So you have to know, you know, your style. It was, that was brilliant that he told me, but not everyone could pull that off, buying it without your wife seeing it. 
so that that's a little bit extreme but like don't forget like you know the lime green wallpaper don't let that turn you off from your home so you know think of that and you know another tip is don't wait a lot of times we see home buyers that they love a property it makes sense they're thinking about it they bought their family in it's like a week two weeks and they're just like you know thinking about it then they get actually annoyed when i'm like oh why don't the contract last wednesday and they're like but you didn't tell me i'm like but you didn't call me i followed up with you you said you're thinking about it i gave you your space i obviously follow up like once maybe twice depending on the scenario so yes sometimes things are harder to don't like when i pressure clients but like taking three four weeks of them being annoyed is not the way either so you have to have some balance and you know a lot uh, you know another tip that i like to give is ask the agent straight out could you give me other comparative homes that you sold in the area why do you think i should offer that number i recently i have a house now a luxury house and the buyer um asked me for the same thing he came through another agent he asked me for comparatives other homes comps that um that justify this price so i instead of giving the compare you know comparable homes that have sold i like to say look what's on the market right now there are not so many homes you know whatever and i go on and explain it but uh, ask for ask for different homes that sold that are on the market now that you could compare and confidently say like it justifies that type of offer and um yeah so basically these are different just aspects of you know home buyers looking starting to buy and we have a lot of other tips in our home buying guard so if you want a copy reach out to us 347-988-2526 go on our website thebeffireteam.com or email email us office at thebeffireteam.com whichever way thank you for tuning in your host karen beffire getting real with real estate